if you want access to the Discord community and our entire premium content, hit it up right now. Patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales or rockfin.com forward slash red pill tamales. Sass. Man, <laughs> delivered as promised. Alex Primetime 99 motherfucking Stein. What's up, Big Don? Man, Chingo Bling. I want some freaking red pill tamales. You know, I'm in Dallas, Texas. I know you're in H-Town. And as a, as a fellow Texan, you know, I just want to say I think it's awesome. Uh, a lot of the work you're doing. I, I didn't just bring my knee pads. I don't just want to kiss your butt the whole time. But we've been trying to get this together for a while. And I'm happy we finally uh, made it happen. So it's an honor to be here. Dude, you, you go viral every week. You blowing up more and more that I was like, Rob, if we don't get Alex on now, he's going to forget about us. He's the big time Stein now. No, hey, Chico, dude, you've been dominating. You've been in this game, but when did you, and I have to ask you, I know you're, I'm on your show, but when did you get red-pilled? Because I know you've been a viral sensation since way before me, but but I, if I remember your content wasn't, not even that you're super, super political, but I remember your content was pretty goofy. You know what I mean? Just yeah. funny stuff, you know, kind of Mexican culture stuff. So when did you kind of get awake or red-pilled? Yeah, so uh, I put out a variety of stuff. I mean, it was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it'd be a parody. Sometimes it'd be something where I was like, borderline pandering kind of like hey they you know they can't deport us all like you know they yeah. they love our tacos they love our women but they don't love us fool they don't want us here and i was just um a victim of the a casualty of the information war i was a combatant wow. i was a combatant in the information war i didn't know no better i didn't you know bill o'reilly wasn't getting through to me you know he wasn't that persuasive to me back in the day um but anyway i i would have to say it was probably like Dude, if I had to narrow it down, just let's just say 2020, you know, 2020, where I just started seeing, uh, for one, uh, I started noticing how the media worked, how they were just like, mm -hmm. okay, they're really influencing people. There's a lot of hoaxes and spin, and and they were taking a lot of Trump stuff out of uh, context. And I'll never forget, I can't remember the exact moment, but when I had that cognitive dissonance of like Neo in the Matrix of like, wait a minute, my whole, uh, what's the word, man? Like my, my perception of things has just, shoo. and and of course I, I just turned 43. Uh, but today actually, today's my birthday. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Oh, happy birthday. Well, I'm honored <laughs> to what be a great present. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you, bro. You're a young man at 43. Very young man. You got a lot left, especially you're, you're, you're Mexican. So you'll live till you're 95 years old. So you'll be good. <laughs> hey, I hope so. But yeah, man, 2020 really did it. I was just seeing like the summer of love, the defund the police stuff, uh, just the way Antifa was operating, the way the news was behaving, uh, the lockdowns, you know, they started talking about forcing the jab and and that's really what did it. Because before that, I was kind of like, didn't really trust, like I, I, I like voted for Obama the first time and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but... I still wasn't all the way. I didn't have my pom poms out for like every politician by no by no means. But no. Um, but yo, so man, I, big fan of your work. You do a variety of stuff, man. Like one minute I see you uh, forcing uh, uh, AOC to admit <laughs> to admit that there's some footage and there's some things that there was not a real investigation for J six. There was just like mm -hmm. a show trial without both parties and you know it was just like liz cheney having her tv show there wasn't actually like who did the pipe bombs and things like that and then the next minute i'm hearing you on a rap song with bryson gray <laughs> he's and, my buddy he's my man yeah and it's like bro what the hell alex can't do so my question is this dude what's the first time that you decided to be disruptive and like you know, I don't want to say it's like performance art or whatever, but like when you would it is. when you would go up to these hearings or these like I don't know what it was, school board, and you just start like going in that you're a trans swimmer or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, first of all, let me tell you a little bit about my story. And I signed an NDA, so I can only say so much. But I worked for the TV show Cheaters. For over nearly 10 years, I started in college. We catch people cheating on their husbands and wives. And, uh, you know, I moved up. I became a producer on that show. And I was doing well. And, uh, you know, you only work, uh, you know, about six months of the year. So I was selling cars, too. I had my dealer's license as a wholesale car dealer. Just, you know, 
you know, chucking its own a lot of minivans to a lot of great Hispanic families. You hey. know, here in Texas, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? A man of the people selling you know suburban, selling all kinds of cars to all kinds of race, colors, and creeds. I'm just saying here in Texas, you know, and that's why I love the Mexican culture. These are all these people, you know, that say they're anti-immigration. I'm not even anti-immigration. I'm definitely anti-drug and sex trafficking, which is coming through the border, which is crazy. But people want to come to Texas and have a better life. We can handle it, but one busload of Hispanics or I guess probably Guatemalans go to New York City and they call it, they make it a federal disaster so that shows you they're the real racists because they can't even ingratiate different people into their culture but back to my point so i worked at this tv show for a long time then my very good friend who was the host his name was clark gable his grandfather was the clark gable from the movie gone to the wind a famous hollywood actor well my buddy was great he was a good guy he's nice guy but he had a little bit of a pill problem he always had like doctors in california to give him pills he took xanax he drank and this and that so we're done filming uh, season 17 and the show ends and, uh, you know, he's in Dallas and I'm, I'm kind of mad at him because he was taking a lot of pills at the time. He ran out. He was getting prescribed pills. He ran out and went and bought some pressed pills. What he thought was like oxycodone or hydrocodone or something, you know, Valium, who knows, maybe Xanax. And it had fentanyl in it oh. and he overdosed and died. And uh, it really changed my life. I, I quit drinking. I quit, you know, doing, you know, any sort of drugs. I, I had to got totally sober. Didn't go to AA or anything. I just was like, man, I was so depressed. I was drinking a lot right after it happened. And then I got so depressed. I was like, man, I got to quit drinking. I got to get in shape, get my life back together. And then once I started, once that started to happen, then the host, excuse me, the owner of the show, a guy named Bobby Goldstein said, Alex, you're going to be the next host. And I'm like a 30-year-old white guy. He's like a 30-year-old white guy. kind of makes sense. I know the show backwards and forwards. And then April of 2020, when it came time for us to start shooting, they picked a guy named Peter Guns. He's like a 52-year-old DJ, black dude from New York. He's a great guy, nice guy. I got no beef with him. But kind of the show is distributed by Viacom. So they went with an affirmative action pick. They even made him change his nun from name from Peter Guns to Peter Panky because they didn't want guns in his name. So that shows you kind of how corporate the show got. Wow. And I lost it. I was really upset. They wanted me to keep working. And I said, F this. And so that's when I created my podcast. And you were talking earlier about Neo breaking out of the Matrix. We live in a world of lies. And I knew all that through the past few years. I'm an Alex Jones info warrior, tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, proud tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. And I've been awake to a lot of the stuff, 9-11, you know, the moon landing is one of my favorite conspiracies. But just knowing that the government lies, I've been awake to that for a while. But the pandemic is when I started my podcast, The Conspiracy Castle. I started to get some followers, you know, a few thousand, you know, not not nothing too, too crazy. But I started to go to a city council meetings on on totally, you know, earnestly, just being like, you know, you close the, the public restrooms and then put porta potty at the at the uh, Bachman Lake where I walk my dogs, you turn off the water fountains. And this is April in Texas, you know, it's 100 degrees out there. And I'm like, why, you know, how is this based in science? They looked at me like I was an idiot. They disregarded me. And then in that same meeting, I would see other people talk about how their house caught on fire because their neighbor's house caught on fire and the fire department didn't put it out fast enough. And they lost their kids or cat died. I mean, just some sad stories. And these politicians just on their phone, you know, <laughs> swiping left, you know, looking at Facebook. Uh, and so I realized, man, these politicians don't care about us. I waited a month. The next meeting, I said, you know what, Mayor Eric Johnson, he's a mayor of Dallas and uh, a nice black guy. And I go, you know what, Mary Johnson, you'd be really good if you put a vaccine clinic in the gayborhood and call it Eric Johnson's Free Johnson and Johnson. The gay community would love the double entendre. And since you're the first openly gay mayor of Dallas, it would be a huge hit. He's not openly gay. He's married with kids and he got uh, pissed. Uh, he was vis visibly upset. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, wait, I got to make fun of these politicians. And then from then on, I, I, you know, I really started doing what is called culture jamming. And that's why I'm here on the show with you today. And dude, you, you do a really good job of um, just having the balls to really fuck with people. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> you know, like when I was when I was in costume, I say costume, right? Only because mm -hmm. like my 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 whole everything was hidden. Like I had my cowboy hat. I had the grill. I felt like I could kind of mm -hmm. hide a little bit behind it. And um, especially in the beginning, like when I first started, people didn't know if I was serious. Was I not serious? Like, where's this dude from? Like, where did he get this bling? Whatever. <laughs> and especially like the first time I would meet like radio DJs or something like I'd go in, all in, in character, just fucking with them, like accent, everything just on air, just fucking with them, like saying goofy stuff. But dude, you're going up there like now. Now I'm 43. Now I'm like, bro, I, I got you know. I, I, it's like I got some shame now. Now it's kind of like, hey man, you know. No. But dude, you're like really good at like pushing people's buttons, and 
and I don't know if it's like the satire part, but it, it really does help expose the absurdity of how these hearings happen, how the politicians don't care, how the people really aren't heard. And then you come in and culture jam them and it, it exposes, what, what do you think, Rob? Like the value of... Oh, dude, 100%. Alex, so producer Rob here in the background. I don't have a camera on me, but yeah, man, I just got to ask, who is, uh, who, who's your inspiration for this kind of, uh, this kind of art? Well, 100% is it's Andy Kaufman and also Sasha Baron Cohen. Now, I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, politics, but he talks about it exactly like you would do, Chingo. When you are a real actor, I'm not saying I'm you know Leonardo DiCaprio, but when you're in character, it's almost sometimes easier to stay in character, like the mythology, the methodology of it. You're just being method. You want to stay in it. You don't want to break character, and that's what I do. For for you, you would be you know crazier with like the you know the roach killer boots and the you know and all the gear and you know to kind of like you said you would hide behind, but really you weren't hiding. You're yourself. You're on the microphone, but yeah. you're playing a character. I'm just basically not wearing that stuff, and I'm playing an exaggerated version of myself. Primetime '99, Alex time, or I'm playing you know the guy that's the total cuck, or I, you know my my wife's boyfriend got her pregnant. And the reason <laughs> is is because we live in a society where we're you know feminizing men and masculinizing women. So like Sasha Baron Cohen. I, I love all of this stuff. Ali G, Borat. That's some of the best, uh, mm -hmm. you know, comedy in my opinion out there. I know you're a stand up comedy, and I do stand up comedy, but that's not my favorite form. I love the live audience, but I like the Andy Coffin aspect where sometimes the people don't get the joke more than anything. I love it when I go into a meeting and they think I'm serious, and then I leave the meeting and I'm dying laughing. The only difference is stand up comedy. They're kind of like make me laugh, make me laugh. I'd rather like give the people what they don't want. I want to be the villain, the wrestling villain, and that's what Andy Coffin did when he became the intergender wrestling champion of the world and he was actually ahead of his time thinking about hey listen if men and women want to compete they should have their own intergender division and now we live in a day and age where they let leah thomas who swam on the men's team for three years compete against the women when we clearly need an intergender if we're gonna have trans competitors then have your own division so i think he was really uh cutting edge in what he was doing exposing the hypocrisy of the feminist movement back then and now we've totally let it take over where Men with penises are literally competing against women and changing in the same locker room as them to boot. Insane. Um, one thing that came to light when, during the o, the AOC uh, incident <laughs> was, uh, I forget who it was, Jack Posobiec, I believe, is the one who like took the still shot of whoever was in AOC's crew. And I think it was like her ginger boyfriend, right? Mm. And he like circled mm -hmm. the guy's face and then showed, hey, this is the guy that's always in his goddamn flip-flop chanclas, the sandals. Uh, mm -hmm. when they're out having brunch some goddamn where with the Tesla. And and basically, <laughs> the point was, you know, sh she's up there making a big deal because, you know, you pushed her buttons or whatever. And it's like the boyfriend didn't do nothing. He didn't say nothing. And it's, it's just like a, a blaring example of like hella lefty, like just this leftist chick. And that's what you get if you want to be a commie. That's going to be your commie boyfriend. That's your social, socialist, soy-eating you will own nothing to be happy, commie boyfriend. Alex is definitely the heel. You're definitely the heel of wrestling. I love that you use that phrase. Mm -hmm. And for people that, for listeners that don't know who Andy Kaufman is, direct them in the best uh, direction to, to find out who he is. Oh, you guys got to see Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. Everybody needs to see that movie immediately. It's one of the best movies. And it's basically, you know, a docudrama about Andy Kaufman's life and how he died, uh, you know, too young. And he had a beef where, you know, he got famous. He was on Saturday Night Live and he'd play these ca crazy characters. And he would do stuff like well, my favorite form of comedy is mixing absurdity with reality. And that's what Andy Kaufman would do. He would do it in all kinds of ways where he, you know, had the wrestling heel where he got slapped by Jerry the King Lawler and people thought it was real. And he would do stuff where he'd go on stage stage at a comedy show and he would just eat ice cream instead of doing comedy do ice cream to piss off the audience he would do stuff where he had have somebody come from the audience and hit him and get in a fight but the person was a plant now people have ripped that off and done that uh, you know a million times but he was very cutting edge when he when he did that and and but back to the other i just want to say this about the aoc thing the reason why she got so mad is he totally got cucked i mean he's walking right there and i say oh you're my favorite big booty latina and i here in texas that's a compliment that's not even really that bad of a statement i mean that's a, if you say that to a, a nice lady she says thank you yeah. here in texas but but of course aoc this is the this is the problem with the lefty mentality is they have this victimhood mentality where they constantly have to be a victim yet she is one of the most powerful women of congress got elected at 29 years old is now a multi-millionaire 
And when she sees people that are tweeting pictures of her fiance's foot, she says, oh, well, the right doesn't like me. They just want to date me. So listen, this wasn't just some, you know, flash in the pan thing. I had I had this calculated, oh, I'm going to sexualize her. I'm going to hit on her in order to show her that here's some concrete evidence of somebody actually sexualizing you in order to get a response. Now, I had no idea she's going to go on and make 10 Instagram stories, a famous one where she's in reverse a selfie and I'm waving. Yeah. And then you, you mentioned this earlier. She went in for three hours and voted in Congress and came out and said the Capitol Police let in rioters on J6. Wow. So go figure. Like she throws Who people under in? the bus. Well, and that's what we have to do is we have to take these people. It's like Tom Brady when he's like trying to make that team go off sides. Hut, hut, hut. You know, you have to kind of fake them out in order to draw them off sides. And for me, these politicians, they've always been NPCs, non-playable characters in the video game of life. And the only way to make them playable is to draw them off sides. And boy, did that dude get cucked out for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, Alex, how Big do you, time. so what What made you this, uh, this like, you know, self-proclaimed conspiracy loyalist and Alex Jones warrior? Because Chingo wasn't too familiar with Alex Jones up until just a couple of years ago. No, no, I, I knew, I was familiar. But you weren't like an InfoWars. Motherfucker, just because you don't know who Andy Kaufman, <laughs> Kaufman is. I said it for the listener's well, sake, not my sake. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, no, that, that, though, that's a good point because I was listening to Alex Jones before he was, before I even really believed his conspiracies back because, you know, the mainstream would have him on and he was always talking about the globalists. And I didn't understand that. That, like you know this is the problem and this is like the basic root of it like, we can talk about all the crazy conspiracy theorists like 9-11 the moon landing but this is what is not a conspiracy and this is what he opened my eyes to is our country is not being run by human beings it's run by multinational corporations these corporations like Halliburton Apple what they do is they pay these politicians through political action committees and they're the ones that get legislation done they're the ones that are able to have you know uh, pay zero in taxes these are the ones that are actually controlling America and what they're doing is they actually want to destabilize America. A perfect example is why do they outsource so many jobs to India? Why do they outsource these jobs? You look at the Apple iPhone is made in China at the Foxconn studios. And Alex Jones is one of the first person to expose this at the Foxconn studio. I mean, Foxconn factory, excuse me, in, in China, they have suicide nets because so many employees are jumping off the roof. So if these companies really cared about their employees, pay them a little more, but instead they say, Oh, we're going to build bigger nets. So once you realize that it's not human beings calling the shots and these politicians that are basically getting elected because they have the most money, it's a rigged game. The game is rigged against the American people. And Alex Jones is one of the first per, one of the first people that was ringing the alarm on the destabilization of the middle class. And that's what we're having right now. I mean, they're making it so impossible for a single family to even buy a house. You look at BlackRock, you look at these corporations, you look at Bill Gates as the single largest landholder, and he's not even, for climate change, he's not even going to grow farm on it. You look at China as the you know the, the largest foreign landholder. So and then you have these American corporations that are buying these properties. So it's almost impossible for a person coming out of college working a an you know introductory job to even buy a house. And that's not the American dream. The American dream is a white picket fence, the family, the, the house. And that's the one thing none of us can get. So they literally want you to own nothing, like Klaus Schwab says in the World Economic Forum, and they want you to own nothing and eat bugs and be happy while you do it. And that's why there's obviously a million conspiracies that aren't necessarily true. Like, you know, the QAnon people say JFK Jr. is coming back. That's fake. You know, I mean, there's all this <laughs> dumb stuff. But then on top of that, there is real stuff. Like Jeffrey Epstein flying with Bill Clinton 26 times on the Lolita Express with no secret service. You know, you look at Hillary Clinton deleting emails. You know, there are real conspiracies and they mix them with fake ones in order to demonize people like you or me that are looking into the official story to be able to, you know, lump us in a box. Oh, that's a stupid conspiracy theorist. When in reality, there's a lot of conspiracies that are true and there's a lot of conspiracies that are total crap. Yeah, they mix them up to like throw them off the trail. It, it reminds me of an elaborate Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> like this, yeah, this, kinda. This whole regime is just Scooby Doo, where we're gonna like lift the thing, and it's like, oh my god, it's Bill Gates and the CCP. You know what I mean? But uh, well, but yeah, man. Well, mm-hmm. to, uh, to your point, I think everybody knows Joe Biden is. I mean, he's the president, but you know it's Obama calling the shots. No, everybody, even the people on the left, will admit Joe Biden isn't doing anything. I mean, he's having other people do it for him. So it is a Scooby Doo episode. We need to lift, the, you know, Joe Biden's mask, and then it's going to be Barack Obama and an earpiece, mm. probably. Hey, exactly, yeah. dude. Before we let you go, I got to ask about Barstool. Last night, our Discord, our private oh, yeah. Discord, was going crazy yeah. with screenshots from the tweets and the things that were going on on, on Twitter. So, can you elaborate on what happened? Last last night oh my gosh okay well let's get into this and I, i'd like to get see if this happened to you uh so i've had i had long story short 
During the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals made it to the Super Bowl. I called into their city council meeting and I said this crazy story about how my wife left me and I was broke, but I've been gambling all my money on the Cincinnati Bengals and they've been winning all these underdog things and now I'm dominating and this is so good. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, all my money, I was like in a good mood, you know, trying to, you know, be, have goodwill. But I'm talking about how I'm a degenerate gambler and how I had nothing and now I finally have something. Barstool Sports shared it. It gets like a million views within like a few hours, almost a million. I think it's like 700,000. It would have got easily over a million. Then they delete it. And I don't say anything. I send a message to so my friend, my mutual friend that works there. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, they don't want to, you know, advertise degenerate gambling. And I'm like, OK, that's sure. And this is after I've gone viral. I've had a, a few viral videos and stuff. And so, you know, I, they know I'm like a political commentator and I work I'm working for the blaze. And I'm like, oh, OK, I guess I'll just believe that because they do own a gambling company. They don't want to you know, promote degeneracy, gamble, degenerate, whatever. They don't want to seem like a degenerate gambler. I'm like, OK, then they share my video of me going to Las Vegas, this viral video that Chad Johnson, all these people tweeted where I'm like, oh, yeah, I got drunk and I lost money and I slept with a transgender prostitute. <laughs> And they, they post it, and then like an hour later, they delete it. And I just said, you know what? This is this is Barstool being, you know, they're they're being cuck-servative, or they're being cucks. You know, they're sharing my content, not even giving me credit, which I don't care. I consider my content public domain. But my point being, it's like, you know, they share it, and then they delete it. So then I, I share the tweet basically saying, uh, you know, it's, it's a joke that Barstool Sports you know, will delete my content while their president is, you know, accused of some of the most heinous acts possible. And and, and I, I definitely emphasize the accused. I wasn't even trying to bring up what Dave Portnoy was accused of. I was really basically trying to make it a point of like, you know, there's a lot of false accusations. People call me some right wing guy. And really, I'm not even that conservative. I, I consider myself a populist. I'm more in the middle. I care more about like what is, is best for everybody. And that's, you know, kind of a, like, I think there should be some form of socialized medicine. I think it's ridiculous that insulin costs $200 in Texas and two dollars in mexico so my point being is i'm not even some like all right conservative but that's what they call me because they want to label me same here so my I was bro. Trying to, well and i was trying to ingratiate myself with they point i was like oh you know these uh, he's accused of the most heinous stuff but you delete my content he took it the wrong way he said that he hates me and he's going to cheer for my demise and then he said then you know he just went on a rant about me and luckily everybody on twitter had my back they went after him he got ratioed and got ratioed and as he got ratioed he started doubling down he started getting crazier and crazier and what i'm guessing i don't know this but i'm thinking that he was probably drunk because some of the tweets him and i are in the dms he invites me on his podcast and then about 45 minutes later he de-invites he says oh i'm not going to have you on and then we're, we're arguing the thing i'm like is it because you got humiliated he's like man i'm gonna sleep gently on my 500 million dollars and and then he 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 tweets our dm he puts it out like oh i owned him by saying i have 500 million dollars yet people in america are struggling right now and he got 500 million dollars by selling his company to a gambling website that literally preys on people that have an addiction to gambling and on top of that he invested millions in a coin that lost people millions of dollars and he's actually being sued for it so do what you want. I'm not the, you know, I'm not the moral police. I'm not the morale police. He can do whatever he wants because I'm not some, you know, saint myself. But for him to act like, oh, oh, I'm better than you because I have $500 million when nobody has $500 million. It just made him look like an elitist asshole and not a man of the people, which is what Barstool Sports tries to portray. They try to portray, you know, young, hip, yeah. man of the people. And it showed his true colors and he got exposed for, uh, you know, glamorizing his wealth and being better than everybody because he has money. And and nobody likes this bro, rich asshole. Bro, Alex Stein, you, you're like a... Uh, it's like if you have a Petri dish of some sort and you drop that one little catalyst, like this chemical that, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. because Dave Portnoy, he's Mr. Like, I'm going to show you I'm, I'm, I'm this pizza. Your crust is good. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a man of the pe Barstool. What? Barstool, mm. bro. Barstool what? What? You mad because I bang chicks, bro? You're mad, mm. bro, because I like pizza and I just sit on a barstool and I bang chicks, bro, and I like sports, bro? And, and then all of a sudden, it's like... You drop that Alex Stein in there, and all of a sudden it's like disingenuousness oozes, and now he's getting ratioed, and now he's looking like this elitist. Bravo, Alex Stein. Bravo. What's that? Chem what? what? Do you, what what's the chemical? What is that? It's what? like a pool cleaner. I don't know what it is. It is a catalyst, or so, you know, it'll, it'll get rid of the algae. But listen, and and Dave Point, no, he did some good stuff. You know, he had the restaurant fund, even though they were able to use that as a tax write-off. But let's not even get into that. But uh, uh, uh. This is the thing, and where I lost respect for Dave Portnoy, and he even admitted this. He's like, all you Republicans were sucking my D when I was on Tucker, and now you're all in my mentions. Like, he was calling himself out. Mm. Uh, but this is the thing. I get it. You're a young man. There's probably – no, actually, I, I was never – 
pro-choice. I was never really in favor of abortion because my parents weren't married when they had me. They were just dating and they decided to have me. And they talked about potentially getting an abortion. My mom thought about it and they didn't get one. So for me, I've always been anti-abortion, but I get why somebody you don't, you know, you don't have the means to raise a kid. I get why somebody would be into abortion. So I'm not saying I support that whatsoever. But Dave Portnoy is like a multi, multi, multi millionaire. And he recently went on a rant talking about how he's so pro-abortion. Yet that doesn't make sense unless he's had a bunch of abortions himself. So that's where I really lost respect for me is I'm I'm anti-abortion and I don't hate if somebody's getting an abortion, I don't hate you. That's the other thing is I don't want to have hate in my heart. Even if you have a different opinion than me, and even if you you know have totally different ideals than me, I don't want to hate you. But Portnoy is the exact opposite because I'm anti-abortion. He called me scum. Literally, for calling out abortion protesters, he called me scum. So he can't even see. That, you know, I have a point for being anti-abortion, but I can see their point. I can see why you might want to have one. I don't agree with it, but I'm not going to call you names or call you scum. So yeah. he got exposed on multi-levels for the abortion thing. He got called out for being, you know, a fake conservative, LARPing as a conservative. And he got called out for being an elitist. And and it's it's not done. So I have a friend, that friend I talked about that I knew from college. He works there. And he had... He had him interviewed him on his podcast today, talking about me all day on his podcast. So th- this is just chapter one of the Prez versus Primetime documentary or uh, you know biography because it sounds sounds like he's going to talk about me, then I'm going to talk about him, and you know I'm going to New York. I go to New York almost once a month, so I'm going to be at headquarters with my selfie stick and a crew of people uh, raising hell uh, in, in NYC. Dude, bravo, dude! Hey, real quick, also, what are you doing with the Blaze? We're curious. Okay, well, I'm going to have, uh, you know, right now I'm just a contributor, but I got a show, the Primetime 99 Alex Stein Show. It's Primetime with Alex Stein. It's coming out. They're building my set now, but it's supposed to come out at the end of September, but hopefully the set's done. But regardless, if it's if we don't start by the end of September, it'll be the beginning of October. And dude, I want you to come down. I'm going to have you in studio. You know, I'll pay for your hotel. You know, I'll take care of you. Because I definitely want you to come in because this is what I want to have is I want to have a, a show that's a comedy show. I'm sick of these political shows. It's all political politics. No, we need to be funny. And part of the show is I wanted to have the Sasha Baron Cohen aspect where, yeah, I interview you, but during the day, we might go do something funny. We might go to a restaurant. We might go somewhere and troll. So do something lighthearted. And like Chingo Bling, where you would be the the, the butt of the joke. You would be self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be, too. I don't... People are like, oh, Alex, you're a mean troll. I really don't try to be mean, unless there's these super elitists, these politicians that you know don't care about us. Maybe I'll be a little mean to them. And even so, with AOC, I said, you're a big booty Latina. I was nice to her, and, and she lost it. But my point being is, as a comedian, <laughs> you realize that sometimes you have to make yourself the joke to make other people feel comfortable so that's why i want to have a show that has other comedians like yourself where we can go do the culture jamming on the street or whatever it is and then we'll come in the studio and talk about it that night in front of a live audience so i'm really excited for uh the opportunity the blaze has given me oh yeah let's see if the blaze got some room for some mexicans what's up blaze i will <laughs> come on the show they need it and that's the other thing is you know you know in the conservative movement i'm not saying you don't be a fake conservative because really we should be anti-establishment but Listen, you saw Myra Flores just get elected in South Texas. Like, we need uh, more Mexicans to build up the culture of conservatism. And I think they are. I think you would say a lot of conservatives are anti-abortion. I mean, a lot of uh, Hispanics are anti-abortion. You know, Mexicans don't want to have abortions. And uh, that's how we win this culture war, because this is the other thing. Dude, I went to school here in Dallas, and they would tell us this wasn't some right-wing conspiracy. They would say, oh, by about 2040, Hispanics will outnumber Caucasians in Texas. And that wasn't some right-wing crazy conspiracy. That was just because they have more babies, and, you know, there's immigrants coming in, and, you know, white people. It's like the movie Idiocracy or whatever. White people aren't having as many babies. That wasn't some right-wing conspiracy. Now they demonize it in the news. Oh, it's a great replacement theory, which is a lie. We've been talking about this forever, and that's just the national. That's just the way things are going. So... What I'm trying to say is we better start respecting, you know, the Hispanic culture and Mexicans because they are going to be the majority very soon. So, you know, I, I you know that's that's just the reality of things. That's not a bad thing. That's not some right wing conspiracy. That's just the realistic uh, nature of what Texas is going to be very soon. If not, if it's not that way already. And that's why we have to drop a track called Big Booty Latina. You're my favorite. Can you imagine? Big Booty Latina. Blank featuring uh, Alex Stein. Or, Please, or, 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 I'm ready. I'll yeah. come down to Houston. I'll Big come down and Latino. we'll drop it whenever you're ready. Yeah. I want a Big Booty Latina. <laughs> like, I want to eat you up like some vanilla ice cream. Like, yeah. Dude, we'll go insane yeah. for the Ukraine. Girl, you're looking like Selena. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Big Booty Latina. You remind me of my favorite one, Selena. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that great. Yeah, oh, write it down, write it down. What did he say? Okay, I'm eat coming. you like a bowl of ice cream. 
I big love it. You're spicy Latina. like a jalapeno. Like My a favorite jalapeno. big booty Latina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go insane. We'll go insane. I, and I'm happy we got to do this. And we're going to do it again. And I'm telling you, you're coming on my Blaze show. And we need to go. I'm need to come down to Houston. We need to go after Lena Hidalgo. Go to one of her commissioner course meetings. You need to dust off the Chingo Bling outfit. Oh, <laughs> let's and, do it. Uh, it. I'll and, be there. Uh, do it. That would be epic. That would go viral, too. Maybe you could be like, uh, we're, we're part of a, uh, a duet rap group. And, you know, recently our studio... Our studio shut down, and we, you know, the funds to record our album, you know, just something. And I'll just be <laughs> yeah, like your hype man. Their microphone, and, and I, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna record our shit, and I'll be in the background, like yeah, I'm his, I'm <laughs> That'd his hype be man. Hilarious. Hell yeah, brother. I'm ready when you are. You just tell me when. Absolutely, brother. Yeah, we're gonna line it up. And uh, man, dude, just it's like it's like every week is a new chapter in the Alex Stein like versus the world bro yeah it's, where can we to where can everybody keep up with alex versus the world where are you on social and all your website podcasts everything yeah well i mean it's you know alex stein 99 on twitter primetime stein on instagram it's alex stein on youtube and you know uh, i'm all over it's alex stein 99.live is my website but guys if you can't find me you're not looking i'm all over the internet and i'm really freaking out because i just saw you have that halal guys cup i love see i'm this is my one thing that i am soy boy i'm a vegetarian i don't eat meat so i eat the falafel at halal guys like every other day so you eat a halal guy i love that place <laughs> i eat there too much yeah make me fat yeah they're falafel. makes me so fat have you had their fries of course oh, God, yeah. dude, their fries with that ranch dressing is insane yeah yeah for sure i saw one guy who came in after us big boy he was, he was a larger gentleman his halal <laughs> combo plate it looked like white soup it was like he ordered the mediterranean bukkake plate it was like straight <laughs> oh, crema it was like nothing yeah. but sauce bro Ten thousand calories hey man thank you so much for your time brother keep killing it Keep killing it. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, we're I good. We're good. Sorry. No, we're good. I thought it froze. No, yeah. we're good. Yeah, man. Uh, we appreciate your time. And thanks for replying to the emails. You've been the literally most highest requested guest on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I need to, I need to uh, jump on y'all's Discord and, and join it. And I'm telling you, dude, we're going to do this again. We're going to talk soon. And we got to collaborate in person. Now that we, you know, uh, we, we broke the seal, now we got to pop the champagne. So we're going to have Absolutely. Fun. For sure, brother. Hey, Godspeed, my brother. Take keep, care, brother. Same up, to you. See the, you guys. See you, Rob. Thanks, Chico. Bye. Wow. That dude's epic, bro. Yeah. Should we restart the video and do the second half? Sure. All right. Big booty Latina. I want to eat you up like a bowl of ice cream. Big booty Latina. Jalapeno. Okay, that was a little, you know, we trying. The gears are turning. We trying, bro. But yo, Alex Stein, Primetime 99. Bro, like, how crazy is it? That in this world of lies, in this matrix, right, in this universe full of NPCs and everything else, that somebody can just come in with the perfect, it's almost like the perfect, um, I keep using the chemistry thing because it just makes everything go haywire. It makes AOC come out of her voting thing or Dave Portnoy just start oh, sharing screenshots of DM, bro, 500 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like this perfect recipe of, of pushing people's buttons and and like in this in this big npc matrix world how you can atinarle pero exactitamente you know yep, what i'm saying yep. where it's like holy shit bro you're not just getting under the skin of these politicians at these uh hearings or whatever those things are school board whatever the city council thing and then also you got one of these congress people one of the most famous influential congresswomen uh got her coming out of voting saying Hey man, they didn't. Who let them people in? Yeah, it, they got some insiders, and we don't really know who let them people in. You know how people say like they got it, or someone has the it factor. That motherfucker has the it factor. He's gonna be such a big star, and what was so aggravating. So we wrapped up talking about the Barstool stuff. He took a screenshot of Anomaly's tweet to him because I mean, when when Alex said he was getting ratioed, he was getting ratioed from people like Anomaly wait, to wait, Dave Portnoy got yeah, ratioed. right, right, yeah. Um, going after Alex after, you know, they had a couple of exchanges with, and again, Portnoy was the one that posted the screenshots. It was all just in bad taste, all just bad. Just mm -hmm. missed the mark on everything last night. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's usually like, uh, he's the Mr. I win the internet when it comes to exchanges like that. He just got dominated. But my, my point of that was that, I don't know why I brought it up. I, I lost my train of thought. He was going back and forth. Alex was going in on him. You said it factor. The it factor. Well, 
I don't know what it was. Point is, he has the factor because he was he was posting things like, "Oh, this is your crowd." That was that was what I was gonna say when he posted the screenshot of an anomaly. Like, oh, this is this guy's crowd. You know, basically, he's nobody. Like, this so is what did anomaly say? He was just he basically just kind of called it out like, "This isn't looking good for you." You know, this doesn't look good on your end, Portnoy, or something like mm. that. And then Portnoy screenshot that and mm. tagged Alex and said, "Oh, this is Alex Primestein audience. No wonder, or, or it all makes sense, or something." Yeah, I mean, I guess he he's coming across real douchey, right? Yeah. No, because, for sure. Because it all started because they they posted a bar stool, posted a bunch of Alex's stuff, and then they delete it right away. Yeah, and just being hypocritical, like, well, your boy getting accused of all this stuff, and y'all trying to be the yeah morality police. It's like you sold your company to a gambling thing. Yeah, that preys on people who might be addicted to gambling. Yeah, but uh, but but yeah, man, just the perfect recipe, the perfect sauce to just come into a situation, aggravate, agitate. And just, it has all the ingredients. It's like his style of humor Mm -hmm. sets everything up. (laughs) It's so impressive, bro, because we know some funny people. For sure. You know, we know some funny people, but goddamn, bro, to be going viral all every week, you know what I mean? Where it's everybody from Dave Portnoy to AOC to just on and on. And like I told him in the interview, like, bro, I just finished hearing you rap with Bryson Gray and now you over here. And next thing you know, you, you a trans swimmer. At a thing, <laughs> at a school, complaining. Then you're in character over here. His energy, man. His energy is so high. Like, what I wanted to be like, what are you on, sir? Because you are, I mean, he just did, I think he did one or two Blaze shows before he hopped on with us. He explained the whole, you know, his show on Blaze coming out in September, October. Man, they, they need us over there. What's up, Blaze? Holla at your boy. Dude, I mean, I've been saying that for a hot-ass minute. Like, there's, other than, uh, I believe, Jason Whitlock, obviously, and there's, like, not a lot of brown and black people on hey, the Hey, man, Blaze. you trying to get identity politics on I this? mean, it, it is what it is. He even said it himself. The Mexican culture's got to be respected. I need you to respect me. Hey, you sounded like American Cholo, bro. <laughs> hey, man, you're going to give us something, and you're going to stop shit. disrespecting if us. If that's what us is going to listen to, right? I guess y'all going to have to take down y'all's episode. <laughs> Dave Portnoy, if you don't delete your Twitter right now, bro. It was funny because he mentioned how he was he turned into like a total soy boy because he had Andrew Tate on. Uh, Portnoy did, right? Oh. Did you see that clip that started to go semi-viral? Andrew Tate was doing what Andrew Tate does. Again, you don't have to agree with everything the guy says, but Portnoy all of a sudden was like, well, how are you, know, how are you going to say that about women and blah, blah, blah? It just turned into this like, wait a minute, you're the fratastic pizza guy who's talking about you know why are you talking down on women like that hold on who said he was fratastic i did i'm saying he's a fucking fratastic pizza boy like what the fuck's going on that's that's a hard-ass word bro fratastic (laughs) i was in that bitch looking fratastic i knew so many of those dudes in in the in the little snit in college you're like you're just looking super fratastic dude they invited me into a frat because uh did you pledge did you do all that whole thing or no? No, I was actually in, in the business fraternity, which wasn't like your traditional social fraternity where you were doing lit stuff and <clears throat> having to be drinking and shit. Uh, I was DJing all the frat parties, but I think they wanted me in that frat because they were like, dude, you DJ already. You you got the equipment. Like, you the man on the DJ shit. Like, you might as well rock with us, be down with us. And I was looking at it like, well, y'all just going to want me to be exclusive to y'all shit. And I'm only going to DJ y'all shit. And I got to turn down all these other sororities and fraternities. Right. Fuck no. But in hindsight, it's like, man, you probably could have made some friends, bro. You assuming that's why they want So in your business, frat, you were just the only lit you were doing was literature? Uh, that shit was, bro. That, that was like, I don't want to say nothing like, oh, it was just for my resume. But listen, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, it's almost like that might have been an insecurity. Where I'm like, do you really just want me to join your frat? Because I don't feel like I fit in because I'm from a blue city and the, the public schools told me that, <laughs> that white people don't really like my people. And you, uh, there's got to be an ulterior motive. But anyway. The victim sunglasses. So, so, so Dave Portnoy exposed himself. And it's funny how Alex Stein brought that out of him. It's like somebody who has $500 million, always wins the internet, has a company, successful, fratastic, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you hot under the collar, you just, uh, 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 oh, screenshotting people. Like, oh, this, uh, pff, pff, this, who, this who rocking with you? This guy? This your boy? At Dream Rare? This who you... Pff, and it's like, yeah. hey, man, you, you're losing right now. Yeah, bro. you're supposed to be man of the people over here. It's, so, it's almost like Alex Stein has that special power. When, when, you, come at, when you come at situations um, not taking yourself serious and the other person is disingenuous or high and mighty, they get caught in that thing of like, uh, like the way Portnoy was being with Tate. Like, oh, Mr. All of a sudden, you for women's rights. Yeah. Face ass. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, like he's not who everybody knows that he is, right? Like, Port, if you know 
what's his uh, handle? Uh, Stool Presidente. You know who Stool Presidente is. Despite his charitable acts, you know who he is. Abortion Presidente. Exactly. And, and it was funny how Alex used the, the word. I've never heard someone say conservative. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Alex, man. I can't wait to see you on the blaze doing something with him and collaborating. For sure. And when he said he was uh, populist, I'm like, oh my God, bro. I'm, I know, right? Well, I was like, I'm populist too, bro. I guess we don't Even though I'm not that. an expert on it, but shit. But we don't use that word enough, I feel like. I don't even feel like we use the word nationalist enough because it also kind of has a bad... That has more of a bad connotation than they, populist. They gave it. They did. And by yeah, they, but we mean you, the left. But, but you could be both. For sure. You could be economic, uh, economic populist, economic national. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... You know, they demonized that word. And I think it's Hungary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, somebody fact check me. I know somebody in the Discord. We got the smartest audience. Either it's Hungary or it's like Poland. Some somebody, some one of those countries where they're arguably like nationalists. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, no, bitch, there's two genders, motherfucker. And they're just like, no, we're going to have strong borders. And anytime the rest of Europe tries to be like, you guys are like the Trumpers of, of the EU. And they'll be like, bitch, how many of our people done went to the UK and stabbed people to death? How many of our people done went to Germany and blew themselves up? None. Okay, then. So you're looking at the wrong people. And uh, there's, a, there's a video. I, I would play it, but I'm not going to do it on this YouTube video because it'll get taken down. But Bill Maher, when uh, Steve Bannon was on Bill Maher back uh, probably two, three years ago, he there's a clip in there in the middle where he's talking about how you know bannon was like the brains of the operation and he's the one that taught trump these terms like nationalist and populist and you know to talk to the people that essentially weren't being spoken to at the time right but away again in his smug kind of bill maher way it made it seem like that was a bad thing for for trump to have done yeah and it's almost like well there's a lot of populists on the left too yeah like, you know what i mean but uh but yeah they definitely smeared 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 doo-doo on the word nationalist because they just turned it into so that the normie when they hear nationalist they could be like oh those are the racist ones right those are like the bible thumping alt-right super far right QAnon, white white national that's why they would always say that white nationalist it's like why y'all specifying that you're for your country first yeah. and you're not a globalist it's unfortunate but hey you know, that's what happens when you just follow Fools Gone Wild and you don't follow <laughs> what we got going on. Um, I don't. So we recorded these in reverse, guys, just to, to be able to do it for Alex's schedule. Um, we haven't talked. This is the public episode. Everybody gets Wednesday's episode. If you don't subscribe, you don't get Thursday, Friday, the new Monday Hangouts. Well, we're going to work out a schedule for that. But um, have we talked about Fauci? We haven't, right? I mean, his retirement. No. Can I get your take on because there's so many theories going out there because he's not retiring. He's just stepping down. As director of the NIH and the NIAD, whatever, the whatever. NAI. 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 And I'm going to pee. Yeah, exactly. LGBTQ. Yeah, LGB, LGB, brown, <laughs> trans, TQ. Yeah. Um, plus, plus sign. Plus M, M, uh, map. M oh, they done threw the maps in there, boy. Oh, <laughs> oh no, they're going to cancel us. What are they going to do? Why y'all going to throw the maps in there? Oh, my God. Why is that even a fucking term? Anyway, go on. So is this guy, is his, his next, because he said the term... On on to my next chapter of my career. Yeah, career. The guy's 90 years old, right? He's yeah. 100 years old. He He's going to have to go somewhere to avoid subpoenas. He's going to have to go... <laughs> he's going to have to go somewhere... We're talking about uh, the Keebler Elf, Fauci. Uh, he's going to have to go somewhere where he can avoid Rand Paul yeah. smoking him out of his cave. Um, well, all of them. If they take MTG, the House back, they yeah. take the Senate back. MTG done already said, like, psh, my constituents, like, uh, the American people want to know... Uh, how much tax money did y'all use on that gain of function and so on and that is the main theory right so game of thrones the, i mentioned this on last on thursday's episode um the game of thrones show house of dragons came out and then game of thrones being one of the most probably popular hbo series to ever be created it's a, it's a masterpiece up until the last two seasons you know don't at me but it's true it's a political thriller it's what it is it's a political mm -hmm. thriller so right now in order for him to avoid a lot of these things that are going to be coming up because let's be real uh fauci fauci uh -huh. the red waves come in some sort of uh, even if it's a, a a red thunderstorm or red sprinkle it's happening they're going to take back the house maybe even the senate whatever so it's just a political thriller about how do i avoid what's coming inevitably i'm sure they'll still go after him after he's removed himself from this this seat this chair or whatever but um, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like look over here, not over there. So now that we're not gonna be looking at the NIAD and and, and everything else, NIH, who knows what's gonna happen? But 
I guess we could at least say there's going to be something that's going to happen. There's going to be some kind of due process, right, for Fauci. Would you agree? You think so? Man, it depends if these people want to be conservatives or not, <laughs> right? Because I wouldn't hold my breath. Because let's not forget. Well, well, hold on. Whatever happened to the uh, the people who put together this Russia collusion hoax? Nothing. What happened to this Hunter Biden thing and all, the laptop and all these people who still won't look at it, still won't address it, and all the people that signed their names talking about we're uh, intelligence people and we don't think. It's Russian. That way Biden could go on the campaign trail and be like, no one is saying that. No one. Who, who said you You saying who saying don't nobody did nobody say that just so they could dissimular. Right. Mm. So I wouldn't get my hopes up, bro. These people. I mean, I don't want to get all 10 for deep state on you and shit. But what happened to just Lane's client list? Epstein's client list. You know what I mean? Like, so y'all just going to. So y'all allowed affairs to run up in Trompita's spot, you know what I'm saying, making his block hot. Y'all over there at Mar-a-Lago. I ain't seen nobody running up looking for all the other shit that's going on. Like, you, you read ain't nobody, he- Hillary shit, Obama shit. You read a headline just before we were hit record, actually. You, don't, you probably don't still have it up, do you? But ABC was, was talking about, how do they phrase it? Like uh, Trump, like, uh, breaking news. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, they were saying... Um, uh, when when Trump is when Trump went on offense and he he's countering with some um, some in a legal manner, basically saying you're violating my Fourth Amendment, yeah. unlawful uh, search and seizure, so on and so forth. Uh, the way the mainstream media is going to present it to the normies just to keep them in the dark and keep Trump as Darth Vader, the bad guy. <laughs> basically, they're saying Trump's legal meltdown. Just so they that's can, what it was. Yeah, they can use words and we're going to bring a talking head on here to be to analyze him from afar and they said he had hundreds of pages of classified documents right that was in the subheadline or in the headline nuclear uh what big pharma board does he sit on next fauci yeah he's probably gonna figure out how to make big pharma more money you want but i'm saying you want to take a guess i'm gonna i'm gonna just guess pfizer yeah that's probably the the biggest right yeah and, and you know people speculate as well like you know, there's a reckoning coming because all the stuff that uh, is coming out about how they handled the whole situation, right? Like y'all using some type of lockdown protocol that was never a thing. And then, for example, how many smoking guns have there been already with Fauci's leaked emails, the FOIA requested emails, the shit that wasn't redacted, where he's telling motherfuckers straight up, masks don't work. Or he was saying like, oh, these great variants in declaration doctors and scientists that are mm-hmm. saying hey we should just isolate those you know specific ones not every but we can't lock down the economy like who's allowed to just take off months of work you know what i mean who's allowed to, to who's able to just miss buku paychecks and ain't nothing gonna happen like you don't think that if you fucking pause the economy ain't shit gonna break if you just like it's hang it's trying to hang in there but these motherfuckers done came in with more spending more printing they giving shit to ukraine they laundering this boom 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 i don't even know what i can say on this platform i don't even know how to phrase this anymore without sounding like one of the people who who like the guy that i mentioned in that comment on youtube it's like oh there's so much self-victimization on this podcast it's like other than like i said the censorship and these these kind of conversations being shut down it's it's undeniable, in my opinion. That's my- interesting. It's interesting that people, I guess when they hear us, sorry, cut you off. You no, no, go ahead. Basically, when they hear us saying things like um, government overreach or why y'all need so many goddamn IRS to, to hop up in people's Venmo accounts to see who got over $600 in their shit, um, you know, maybe that sounds like victimization to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you big dummy. They're, cu- they're going to audit you too. <laughs> unless you make, unless you're one of the fucking billionaires that has an army of, tax lawyers on your fucking team well i also mentioned this on the last episode is that you gotta we we, it's an uphill battle for everybody i mean we're not the only ones Uh, for the blaze for the daily wire it's been a decade of uphill battles right the 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 daily wire is a prime example of someone who's been able to make it happen like they're doing the culture jamming that alex is doing to the you know highest degree right now because of of just what they've built and their budget so big and they're doing films and they're, they're they're doing the culture jamming through their own productions too i guess the way Tyler Perry's doing his own culture jamming by his having his studio and all the all the movies he produces, is, right? Is all that considered culture jamming or just what Alex does? Uh, I would say it's all culture jamming because any I, in my opinion, 
entertainment in general is culture jamming because politics, as they say, is downstream of culture, right? And if you're a Tyler Perry or Alec Primetime Stein or Chingo Bling or whoever. I was definitely culture jamming when I first hit the scene. Okay. They, they didn't know how to process. They're yeah, just like, what the fuck? For sure. And then it didn't help them not process it when you started, you know, they can't like going all in on the can't deport us all, right? Then it's like, okay, it's again like politics is downstream of culture. Now you're infusing the politics in your message, in your imagery, in your everything. So and the point of me saying that is that I'm going to bring this article up for you. There's uh, six corporations that control 90% of the media outlets in America. The illusion of choice is uh, objectivity. If you're going to deny this, I, I just, I don't know how else to phrase, give our show or any show that doesn't necessarily agree with the narrative a chance. You know what I mean? You, you, you got to send me that. Jeez. Uh, I have it up for, for viewers here if you're watching on YouTube. I mean, you got Comcast, <laughs> Disney in the in the rainbow color, CBS, Viacom, which has everything. I mean, BET, CMT, mm-hmm. Paramount, the, the whole nine yards, News Corp, and then AT&T. That 10%, you've got to be able to, to cram in there your Crowders and Daily Wire, your RPT, your, everybody under the blaze. Um, who else, man? I mean, Bannon and One American News. I mean, it's only 10% of the pie. You can't tell me this shit's not skewed. You can't tell me there's not a there's not a motive here to just completely deplatform everybody that's going against this ninety percent of the media. And that's why your message got to be so fire, right. so that so that you're you're part of that little ten percent. Yeah, you're like a minute part of the ten percent because you're not on Viacom, Disney, Comcast ain't giving you no check. AT and T ain't letting you get jiggy. And CBS ain't gonna let you say what you want to say. So you're part of this minuscule sliver of the ten percent. And your message has to be so fire so that it could be like, um, man, what's that? The, the word is escaping me. What's that type? And I'm going to use the word warfare metaphorically. Mm-hmm. But like, like, what's that type of warfare? Not guerrilla warfare, but like um, someone screaming it in their car. It's, it's basically, uh, there's a word, bro. God damn. But we'll go ahead and just use some yeah, context. Let's play it. the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, bro, it's, it's kind of like... Um, it's not obtuse. It has something to do with that. And I don't know why. Too much weed. It's my, birth- <laughs> it's my birthday. Not enough weed, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, I might be. I don't know. But basically, bro, like your message has to cut through to go up against this Leviathan of this media conglomerate, 90% of American media owned by six large, probably multinational, perhaps, corporations. And a lot of these, I mean, perfect example here under, as I scroll down under Verizon, you got Huffington Post, you know, and you got Yahoo, TechCrunch, and Gadget. I mean, BuzzFeed over here, and then Vox. Aren't a lot of these examples of what yellow journalism was, or the term yellow journalism is, where there's no legitimacy or credibility for these? I mean, essentially, in today's terms, they're fake news. But they're the ones with the biggest reach, right? They're the ones with the most eyeballs for what, you know, whatever reason. They just have the most budget, most power. <clears throat> excuse me but this is what you're combating like look at all this shit hbo and, and cnn warner brothers all under the at&t umbrella i mean bro mm-hmm. and then and then this is important because when people follow watch or consume latino um quote-unquote media that's trying to target latinos or latin americans or whatever mm-hmm. it's like if you pull away the veil You'll, you're thinking you're following some page called like, oh, Flama, they make memes or whatever, right? And it's like either they're bought out or they're trying to get bought out. Right. And you might be thinking like, oh, they have influencers and they talk about cultura and sometimes they talk about, you know, politics or they'll just be like, yeah, there's funny memes and sometimes there's content recipes, right? And you're just thinking that you're just following this totally organic uh, transparent just very like orale we're just trying to help whatever and then you pull back the veil and it's like bitch you owned by nbc or comcast or somebody watch <laughs> if you scroll up a little bit up 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 okay right there look under comcast what is that telemundo is it oh yeah. yes 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 yeah. yes yes telemundo sir. yep and okay yep, 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 now uh they have a part see how it says they're under um the telemundo logo is next to universal mm-hmm. and if i'm not mistaken is it um, Univision? I don't know who the fuck owns Univision. But basically, man, you have like... Uh, there was some networks. I don't know if they're still around. But it, but I they used to have me on there all the time because they'd have like different kind of programming. So sometimes we'd be on the West Coast and they'd invite you back when you were Lefty Larry. Right. And it, it was called like... Um, 
they had one that was like a merger. It was like, this is under Universal and the Telemundo umbrella, and it's called blah, 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 and we're targeting English-speaking Latinos. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, yes. It's all escaping me. I'm not com- I can't remember any fucking word. Oh, yeah. I, it's in the tip of my tongue, too, but I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, be- Fusion was one? Probably, yeah. And there's so many. Yeah. Like, Flama was one. Obviously, Me Too sold to some other thing. But you'd be hard-pressed getting a different side of arguments or different opinion. Like, if, um, you know, I don't really follow BuzzFeed or any of these people that closely. Yeah. But you'd be hard-pressed to see, for example... I don't want to use me too because you know we've worked with them, but let's just use somebody. Let's just use this Flama people, right? Okay. I don't even think they're around. I think they shut down. But you really think Flama is going to be like post something and give it a spin that's kind of like actually that was a good thing Trump did, or mm-hmm. actually being pro life isn't necessarily bad, and these are some reasons why. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a fucking pariah. Well, I mean, if you scroll down here, 232 media executives control the information diet of 277 million Americans. Read that one more game. 232 media execs, which you've talked to a lot of media execs in your lifetime, control the information diet of 277 million Americans. That's uh, media exec. Uh, that's media exec to 850,000 subscribers, an audience the size of San Francisco. So the total revenue this is from a 2020, 2010 census. Um, th- I mean, any way you cut it, that, even if that was 10 years ago, you only, you know it's gotten bigger. And if anything, there's probably less execs in the kitchen and there's more control of the information. Mm-hmm. And then once they all start having a bias, especially, I mean, for one, bro, the media has always been lefty. The media has always been Democrat, right? Uh, unless you're, I guess, Fox News or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even CMT, but they've gone pretty fucking woke, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> but, but, but here's what I'm trying to say. How convenient is it that the globalists mm-hmm. and the Democrats and the groomers and I mean, you can, am I, am I allowed to say that word? Uh, they all happen to work at these places. So there's cartoon, like cartoon networks, there's music video companies that exist. And you really think they're going to do anything that's somewhat right leaning? Uh, yeah, and it's weird that that's the case in today's world because in the phrase I used earlier, like politics is downstream of culture. If you know that the big entertainment machine is what controls, I mean, you're you're controlling developing minds at that point, right? Whatever you want to be the future, you just have to put it in your content. You have to put it in your music, your films, you know, your your marketing, all of that. Your news, quote unquote, news outlets like BuzzFeed and whoever the fuck else, Huffington Post. Um, it's no wonder that it's always been controlled by the left. Like that is the machine, right? The machine is information, the, informa- the, the, the machine's culture. So if politics is infused in there, it's going to be whatever politics we want. And plus, and on top of that, bro, um, the right and, and people like that have been painted as these backwards, racist, Bible thumper. You know what I mean? There's just different branches of mm-hmm. conservatives, different branches of the right. But the normie who just consumes all this stuff they just anytime they reference somebody from the right, they get a caricature mm-hmm. of somebody uh, uh, from the right. So, a lot of times when they're arguing with me in, on the Twitter comments or something, they're not even really arguing with me. They're arguing with the idea of this character of this straw man argument they're about to make. That's a very good point. It's not like that is a very good point because they can't read my mind, of and, and they won't go. Uh, what is the word like topic by topic policy by policy like subject by subject they won't be like oh yeah well you better fucking bow down and thank joe biden for saving us money on the gas and it's like do you want to talk about that do you want to go like about the pipelines and energy independent and do you want to discuss that or do you want to just do a blanket insult of that's just because you want to be white bro so they're still arguing with the with the chingle bling from 20 december 2020 not even taking anything to account from the last year and a half well they're just arguing with this caricature of this idea that was planted in their head by all those corporations where anything like you really think you're going to turn on cartoon network or one of those just pick one right and they're going to make a um what's the word i'm looking for like a right wing Bible thumper, look mm. positive. No, they're going to be the butt of the joke. They're going to make fun of them. You know what I mean? Anybody who's like Republic, any of that shit. Yeah. It's more cool to be a victim and trans and fucking progressive. 
that's what gets promoted. It's like you have to be open-minded and and nice and vote Democrat. Otherwise, you're a bigot. I mean, I said this at the beginning of the of starting the show back in 2020. Is that like the pendulum is going to have to swing the other direction? I don't know how long it'll take. And I've I've said that you know I think month after month, quarter after quarter, and it finally does feel like the pendulum has begun to swing. Is it because we're in a midterm year? Is it because of all just letting letting us see the Biden administration unfold? was step one we've seen it unfold not the best approval says it right track wrong track says it uh even his quote-unquote allies have begun to say it or is it that people have taken their own notice and said we kind of fucked up this isn't the best uh, person for the job this administration sucks whatever it is it had to happen but there's still half the country still democrat so they're obviously not that com- they're not they're obviously not that awake and red-pilled and converted they're basically saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm simplifying, right? But it's basically like, for those that don't approve of Biden, they'll still have a caveat saying, well, next time we'll have a different person, or he's still better than Trump, or at least he didn't insult Mexicans. You know what I mean? There's always a thing where it's like, well, it's better than what we had before. We just needed a sigh of relief, bro. That's what George <laughs> Lopez said. I got the screenshot where he was basically celebrating when Biden won and crying and shit, talking about... Finally, the people can have a sigh of relief from all the chaos, and we did it. Democracy, que la chingada. Here's your fucking democracy, bro. This is, that's what you gave everybody. That's what you was promoting. Uh, you have such a way with words, Jingo. Not really. <laughs> and there, and everyone right now, all the lefties watching this on YouTube, they're probably all like, shut the fuck up. Oh, you, oh yeah, well, that's why your people tried to storm the Capitol. At least they, at least the Democrats aren't doing an attempted coup, an insurrection. And meanwhile, there's been literally like more legitimate attacks on federal buildings since then by people on the left, but they get no media coverage. Yeah, they, 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 um, the leftists, uh, they were the pro-choice people, I guess, were burning up the, um, like the pro-life oh, yeah. places. Uh-huh. And speaking of insurrections and, and fake news and shit, it just came out. Check this out. All right. Maybe, we, I don't know how we're doing on time, but, um. Maybe we can end on this if need be. Perfect. But basically, man, one of the people that was on trial finally, J6, right? Finally got his day in court. Mm. <laughs> Boy. Two years later. <laughs> wow. I, 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 Mind you, I am reading motherfucking Gulag Archipelago. Hey. However you say it. Perfect. Archipelago. Archipelago. Anyway. So this person finally got his day in court. He had a, uh, I believe she was black. I'm not 100%, but uh, definitely Democrat, public defender in dc so this is his lawyer Mm. a biden supporter right well god bless this lady i need to memorize her name because this is a true fucking american bro like there's hope for justice Mm. she was defending the j6er right Mm -hmm. and she basically um i guess this um is it the united states government versus i don't know who how those trials that's probably how the trial works right but they had this capitol police guy who was also featured testifying, lying and crying during Liz Cheney's show trial, where they're like, and I helped protect Mike Pence from the guillotine, and they wanted to hang AOC and Kamala. I I told her to hide. Anyway, that guy, one of those guys, one of the fucking Capitol Police people. So now this person, they bring him back out to speak at the trial against uh, the J6er. Well, he basically started to purge himself and change his story because the lady was like, the, the public um, public defender was like, well, let me show you some footage, officer. And you had said that my client uh, hit your shield, yanked on you, pulled you, uh, assaulted you. And look at the footage. We zooming in. We going frame by frame. Show me where. Uh, uh, well, maybe it wasn't my shield. Maybe he tugged on my, my the strap to my thing. Okay, zoom in. We could go frame by frame. Show me where. And the angle was just not showing. Uh, 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 well, maybe. Uh, well, I, And then he went on a soliloquy saying, well, I was defending these politicians and I was defending the people and I'm here and my job. And he just totally went on deflect mode. Mm. Just talking about some other shit. The oath, his pledge of allegiance, he done took. And the moral of the story is, we, man, the truth always comes to the light. Yeah. And God bless that public defender for saying, well, they had the First Amendment right. You, y'all can't call it. Don't you? You're not finna sit up here and, and call it a coup, sir. Because they have the First Amendment. This is America. We have the Constitution. People have the right 
to do what they did. They gathered, they protested, and they wanted to be heard by their government. And it's like, holy wow. shit, bro. Um, that's crazy, man. Uh, I'm, as you're talking about that, and you've finished by saying, like, we have, it's America, we have the Constitution. That document is pretty fucking interesting. You know, I know it gets glossed over a lot and just kind of, like, cherry-picked from, and, and we'll, we'll hear bulletin po- or bullet points on news segments from whoever, either side. But if you really just kind of, like, read it and then you kind of try to study a little bit from time to time it is amazing that it has stood as long as it has and i know there's been amendments to it and things have changed here and there but the base the the whole the basics of that document is what allowed the united states and essentially the world to be what it is and some people be like well that's terrible but really it's not it's it's because of that document that you want the united states to be the superpower some people might argue that, but if you have China as a superpower, if you had Russia that had the Soviet Union that would have been a superpower for the last hundred and whatever years, 200 years, we would be living in a completely different planet. It's, it's just true. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. And, and right now I'm reading this other book. Um, I think this one, because I'm, I'm picking up so many. I'll have some upstairs. I have some downstairs. When I get that little 10-minute break, I'll try to read a couple pages. And uh, I think it was The Red Famine where it talks about Ukraine and the... Um, the, all the politics of Russia, Ukraine, and all that. And right now I'm on the part where they're talking about the Bolsheviks and Stalin and Lenin mm-hmm. and basically this like socialist uprising and how they just kind of bamboozled the people into believe some shit. Mm. And uh, it, it gets real interesting. But all the people that you were saying who don't think, they've been brainwashed to believe that, well, why is America being a superpower a good thing? And, you know, there's some good things about Canada. And, you know, China's system has really, you know, they really pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. And if you if you study, you know, like communism just hasn't been done properly. <laughs> All those people, obviously, bro, they've been assigned an opinion. They don't truly understand the atrocities of, of socialism and so on. So, you know, you're absolutely right saying that, like, the Constitution protects and defends all people in yeah. modern day america don't let them bamboozle you and say it's trash and oh yeah well we the people for who or freedom for who or how dare you celebrate you know fourth of july and what about 1619 you know or oh yeah well women couldn't vote when they it was a bunch of white men and they owned slaves when they wrote it and yada 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 it's like bro sounding real fratastic right now chingo very fratastic <laughs> y'all getting real fantastic out there. Well, hey, on Friday, we're going to get to y'all's questions and great debates, and hopefully there's some good lip tweets in there, and just have fun with it. Okay. You, you talking Still. to the people about that Friday? Yeah. For sure. And don't forget about that Monday, Big Don. Yeah. RPT Hangouts, yeah, Big Don. For sure. For sure. Appreciate you guys, man. Uh, I'm headed to Chicago. Y'all come through. Lori Lightfoot, come on out. She is special invited guest. Lori, Front row. Come on now. I'll roast the shit out of her if she show up. Be like, look here, Beetlejuice. <laughs> If she try to heckle me, ain't nobody talking to you, Beetlejuice. She's married, right? Where's your wife at? Yeah, where your white wife at? Ooh, come on, lefties, y'all. It's hard to play by y'all's rules, huh? Y'all want y'all want to y'all want to paint all white people as racist, but Don Lemon got a white husband. All these people got married to white people. Uh, AOC got a white ginger boyfriend. Dude, Kamala got a white husband. Y'all, boy, people on the left, they love to say the white man is this and the white man that. All of them married to one. I got it before we go. I know we're about to wrap, but did you see um, HTX Kids First okay. post about Mayor Sylvester Turner? Something about he had alleged, alleged. monkeypox. Yeah, that's what that's the allegations going around apparently in Houston go, uh, governing officials' offices. That's what little birdies are saying. Nothing's come out officially, but apparently he's missed a lot of work. He's got some personal health things going on. It was some bumps. That's Could, the couldn't be explained. Word on the street. The Zoom camera couldn't work. Keep the camera off when you're zooming in for meetings. That's the word on the street. You so I guess we'll, we'll wait. Word on them streets, man. We shall find out. All right. But hey, y'all take care. Head on the swivel. And America first. Yeah.